Welcome Lives. This is the last episode of the current season. No idea what season it is, to be honest with you. We we use the term season very loosely. Lightly, yeah, very loosely. <laughs> but it is the end of another what we call seasons because, mm-hmm. you know, we got to take a little break. So we can vet a bunch of calls and, you know. Yeah, so we can we can keep this going. But it's it's bittersweet. Uh, this has been a really good season. Yeah, it's been been. We've had some some real highlights. Staggering uh, growth in the community. Yeah, we don't talk about this much because we we really get straight to the point on most of these episodes. But the growth in listeners has been awesome this season, like really, really, really noticeable. I I really think so much of it has to do with word of mouth. Yeah, it has to be. (laughs) Constantly seeing people on social media, tagging us, telling their friends, sharing their favorite episodes, uh, which is awesome. Like you guys are really helping this grow and, and more and more people are finding out about it. Yeah, it's really cool. And also on our Patreon, we have a nice little cool community there. We get to do cool stuff with in the Discord. Uh, you know, we had the guy who had uh, the multiple personalities come on in the Discord. Yeah, so he was he was talking to people in the chat. Uh, a bunch of the our patrons got to ask him specific questions. And his, I think one or two of his alters came out. ended up joining the chat right. too. So they're able to speak to the alters. Uh, really cool. But yeah, we have a lot of cool stuff planned for the Patreon if you guys haven't joined yet. Uh, like Joe said, really cool community and truly the support, it, it allows us to create more shows. And right. you know, you guys are super generous on there. And the good news is we used to take three months between seasons. Do you remember that? Yeah. When we started? I think up to, I think in between every season up to this point. Honestly, the fact that we've grown months. it to this point is kind of absurd. Yeah. If you're making a podcast out there. Don't like, do what we do. Don't take three <laughs> months off. That's unheard yeah, of. That's bad. Um, but, you know, again, you guys are supporting the show with word of mouth. So it grows. Supporting our sponsors truly, truly helps us. And then the Patreon, you guys joining, donating. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to give an exact date that we're coming back because we like to be cool and mysterious yeah but it is much much sooner. much much sooner yeah not gonna be three, three months, months. <laughs> not gonna be anywhere near three months so uh you know we're gonna take a little break just so we can you know go through a bunch of calls because we do want to put out the best content possible and we do rely on you know the person on the other line being a good interview and for the most part we're, we're pretty good on that but there are some times where you know we'll have two or three bad calls in a row so we can't you know put that stuff out whether it be you know a uh, you know, the connection was bad and the call kept dropping or it just wasn't what it was or whatever. So we, we do need to take some time in between um, episodes to kind of go through everything. So, yeah, we definitely need a little bit of time to do that uh, so we could provide the best content possible. But as far as the Patreon goes, like Greg was talking about, uh, it, it's a really cool space that we have. And we actually just posted something on there. Um, it's the closest thing we have, like as far as content wise on the Patreon that is close to the episode where we interviewed uh, someone who wrote a porno wrote mm-hmm. a porno. Mm-hmm. It's a musical. A, too. It was a musical hint, hint. parody. Uh, it was very funny. I was one of the most like interesting like conversations and we were laughing the entire time, but it, yeah, if you want to check that out, you can head to patreoncom slash OPL show Patreon spelled P A T R E O com slash OPL show. Uh, go check that out. Only costs a dollar to do that and, and join the discard and be able to talk to some guests sometimes, but yeah, it's really cool. Oh yeah. So, for this last episode of the season, we got we got an, a heavy one. Sometimes these episodes they like they have weight to them. Like I wa- I was no, walking yeah. around all day exactly and I like mean. I felt this one. Like oh my God, knowing Greg. that this conversation was coming up. I felt this one. <laughs> it's good. 
I felt the weight on my shoulders. Yeah, of course you did. No, but this is one that is just one of those very unique perspectives right. in a situation. So yeah. we're speaking to someone whose dad was their mom. Or I guess you could say their mom is now their dad. Transition to being a man. Yes. And now is their father. Yes. And uh, this was an email that we received. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, like always, we don't want to give away too much. But really, this person you know, grew up with a mom, knowing their mom. Their, you know, As a woman. Uh, yeah. Uh, and throughout the years, uh, transitioned to become his dad. And now they... You know, they, they have a relationship. He he, call, he calls him dad, and right. it, it is his dad. And uh, I've I've just never heard you know this perspective. I think there's there's a lot out there which is awesome about transitioning and and you know transgender and to hear the kids' perspective is going to be really interesting. Right, because I think you usually hear um, the actual person who transition their point of view you know like when did this start how how was it like whatever but you know obviously that is something that uh although is a giant thing for that person personally there are other people involved that could be affected by that like your son you right. know <laughs> so you know i think it's cool that we're, we'd be able to get a, a perspective like that and, and kind of see you know how he feels about it you know because <clears throat> i think that Within the last five years, that's when the awareness for the transgender community started like coming around. Um, so I, it is, in a way, fairly new. Totally. As far as like being in the mainstream. Yeah, and talking openly about it and, and getting to hear some of those stories. Right. Definitely. But yeah, no, we got we got an interesting one coming up. Uh, we're going to hear, you know, from, from the perspective of the sun. Yeah. Uh, who who has a parent that went through this. And uh, yeah, let's give him a call. Before we do that, uh, we do have a sponsor for the show. So I don't want to sound pretentious, but a lot of people ask me, Greg, you're, you're so busy. We oh always see you're working. God. Like, how do you how do you stay in shape? How do you have that? I will say that is a that legitimate bot. question because you do work a lot. Oh, thank you. And but I stay in shape, right? You just stay in shape. Yeah. So here's my answer. It's called open fit. Mm. It's one of the things that I do that helps me stay in shape when I'm busy. Okay. And, you know, we, we know staying in shape and getting in shape is always easier said than done, especially if you live a busy lifestyle. So open fit takes out all the complexity of losing weight and getting fit. And it's a brand new, super simple streaming service. Yes, like Netflix and all the other things you use that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room and they have workouts for as little as 10 minutes a day uh they have longer workouts 30 minute workouts um they have bar classes they have tough mutter classes if you're you know one of those people <laughs> you're like a tough mutter guy what do you mean like you'll be like screaming in your apartment sweating it up uh, but not screaming great great 30 minute workout and uh they have ama amazing trainers and classes um, so each class that you stream is led by a trainer that's going to walk you through everything and get you the results that you want. Um, it's simple too. And you are literally pressing a button. You do it with so many things in your, in your life already. So why not do it 
for your workouts. For sure. Uh, we know you're busy. Everyone's busy these days. Come on. Not that busy, though. What? That you, can, that you can't take 30 minutes. Well, exactly. No one's that busy. Yeah, pop off At a that point. Uh, yeah. yeah, come on. Uh, and you can access it anywhere and anytime. So from your computer, from your TV, your smartphone. Uh, so whatever's convenient for you. And you get real results that you can see. You can lose up to 15 pounds in just the first 30 days. I'm looking at you, Joe. Summer's Whoa, coming. Geez. Summer's coming. Uh, this guy likes beer. That's all I'm saying. You could flatten your abs, <laughs> shape your body. I don't know why I'm being so mean to you. No, it's I'm just fine, amped dude. up. I just want to work out right it's now. It's all right. No one believes you. I look great. <laughs> <laughs> you got big arms. I'll give you that. Thank you. Uh, for me, you guys are going to, you're going to hear about this a lot. Like I said it the first time we spoke about open fit yoga. I was afraid to do yoga. I've been streaming some yoga classes and yo, yoga's hard. It's hard. I'm not even going to say I'm good, but like I'm making some progress. Like yeah. some there, there's a little flow you know cat cow when you like you're on all fours and you like raise your spine and yeah. lower it so like i used to always like twerk when i was in that position like but now, now that's something i need to see i'll show you after but um, now now i like know how to actually do it no, so I, now i don't want to see I'll, it. I'll, I'll post the uh, twerking video on instagram anyway open fit has truly changed the way i work out and uh join me on my fitness journey you can start your own personalized fitness journey all you need to do is text the code opl to 30 30 30 and you get a 30-day free trial membership to open fit totally free try it out for 30 days all you need to do is text opl to 30 30 30 you get all the workouts all the nutrition information that they have totally free hello hey what's going on how much how you doing doing good How you doing you got greg and joe hey joe and greg joe and greg all right uh <laughs> so um you know we were kind of just talking about you know before we called you how this is sort of a very unique perspective because usually you hear from uh you know a person who transitioned themselves but you never really hear about you know other family members or you know interviews or stuff like that at least i haven't in my experience so my first question to kind of paint the picture uh here is how old were you um, when this happened and how were you approached by your mother? Uh, you know, how did that whole conversation happen? Well, it was, uh, I was about 16, early 17. Um, when the transition part of it came, came up, um, I was a little angry at the time, not so much at the, at the transition, but more of the fact that, uh, my, my mom had found somebody online uh, we were living in Virginia, so she had found somebody online and was moving to Rhode Island to be with them. So I was I was more angry at the fact that the only parent that I've known uh, wasn't going to be around. But uh, but af after uh, coming up to visit uh, over Christmas break and things like that, I I, I got over that. I met uh, met the woman that uh, she was moving with, and it uh, it. it and it went from there. I mean, af after meeting her and spending some time getting to know her, I, I wasn't angry anymore. I just couldn't wait to, to get back uh, with my with my mom, now my dad. And I apologize if I screw up with pronouns because it's been a long time since I've called uh, called my dad a her or a mom. So, <laughs> Don't worry. We had like a 20-minute conversation. Yeah, about like... Figuring all that out too about, I guess, I guess if we are talking about your mother in the past, is, is the pronoun her and she yeah got it um well in this instance typically it's uh 
for people who don't know, it's just typically my dad and he. So right, right, right. So okay, so before even before anything with with the transition happened, you're sixteen, seventeen. You said, and you you grew up in a a single parent home. Yes. So it was just you and your mother. So before the transition, it's your mother now leaving. Is she leaving you or leaving? I guess your home to be with another woman? Well, it was uh, a single parent home, but uh, she was living with what I knew um, before I found out as her roommate, which I found out uh, as earlier than 16, that it was actually uh, her lover. So she, when she left, I actually didn't stay there because that would have been awkward to stay with your parents' ex. But uh, but I, I stayed with some close family friends to finish out high school, and then I then I moved up uh, to Rhode Island. Hmm. Got it. So what's what's that like? I mean, before we even get to the transition, I guess being that age, still being in high school, especially when okay, all of a sudden, my mom has a lover. That's a woman. Right. I was probably early high school, late late middle school when I found that out, and it wasn't. It wasn't so much that I didn't know. I just I just didn't think about it because that's that's what I had known um, growing up. I didn't. Um, my parents divorced and split so early that I didn't didn't really know my biological father. Um, he he was never around. But uh, I met him one uh, once or twice when I was thirteen. But at that point, uh, the courts had said that it was my decision if I wanted to uh, continue seeing him or not. And I was I was like, you know what? It's always been just the two of us. Why should it change? But uh, late middle school, early high school, I, I found out, uh, realized that it wasn't just a roommate. It was, uh, it, it was more of a relationship. Um, you know, you get older, you start to figure things out. Hey, why do they sleep in the same room instead of in different rooms and things like that? Um, but I also grew up in a, uh, a small town, um, a very small southern town that was very close-minded and, and redneck, if you will. So for a little while i was i was bullied uh, over it not really physically but just anytime somebody had something to to say to me something like that would come up so things like that um i mean they don't it, it looking back i was i was upset about it then but now i feel like it's helped me develop a thicker skin and um let things roll off my back but obviously you can't look forward when you're when you're that age and say how's this going to help me right definitely so how did it how did it all evolve from there? So now she moves to Rhode Island to, to be with this other person. And then, um, yeah, I guess walk us through, you know, how this kind of led up to, to the transition and, and how you found out about it. Uh, well, when, uh, when she first moved up, she was talking about a transition. Um, she always said that when she was growing up, uh, she, it w- this was, uh, she was, she was born in the, in the sixties. So that was a time when, boys wore dress pants and dress shirts to school and girls wore dresses and she hated being put in a dress always did and as soon as she would come home it was into jeans and a t-shirt and playing outside in the mud so she always felt like she was just born into the wrong body i mean she was um the only only sibling that that was female so it was it was always raised with uh with with boys around but uh so when she when she moved up here, she was already talking about a transition. And then it was uh, shortly after she moved up that it was the, 
the the radical mastectomy that that took place, which is the the breast removal. Um, past that, I haven't asked to see or asked about any further transition. But it is a uh, a joke in my family with my aunt and uncle. It's like so, so so what happened when you got the change? Do you do you pay by the inch or what? <laughs> oh. Uh. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Um. So. Was there a conversation that your mother had with you about it? Or did you kind of find some things on the way of like, okay, you kind of figured it out beforehand? Um, a little bit. Like, I, I thought it was weird when she was in a, uh, in, in a chat room. It was, uh, it was back in a triple X chat room. I don't even remember the, the name of it now, but, uh, they, um, so she she met this woman through there and they they were talking and wanted to exchange pictures so she's like um okay so instead of just finding some random picture on the internet like people do now um my mom actually went and uh took ace bandages and taped her breasts down she she was a a, a large chested woman so she had to, she she uh wrapped her chest down and then um went to i guess it was a hobby shop or something i wasn't i wasn't there when it was bought but it was like the the glue and some facial hair for like a goatee uh to put onto the to put into the picture as well um so i thought that was kind of odd and then when before she left she she mentioned to me that she was transitioning and i so we had a conversation about that i don't remember the specifics of the conversation but um ultimately i i was like well i mean i i completely understand that's even at that time i i completely understood if if this is what you feel like you need to do this is what you need to do with your life um again the only part that i was kind of angry about is the only parent that i had known was uh was moving away from me Hmm. um but then once uh once i moved up here everything's been fine uh i haven't had i haven't had any issues i don't i don't think uh he has either wow i feel like in my life my sort of unconditional love for the people i do love like has never really been tested like that you know what of of something that like a big thing like that yeah like do you feel like did you feel like did you feel like your mother was like being replaced by a different person or were you just always accepting and understanding that, no, this, this is the same person. This is just, you know, who, who they're meant to be, who they want to be. Yeah. By the way, if that's the case at 15 and 16, that is remarkable. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that, that kind of is the case. I mean, uh, again, I was, I was angry that the, um, that, that she had moved away more than anything. It was, um, I, I did, I did feel like this was something that she needed to do. And so I, I didn't really, I wasn't really upset by that, by that part, part of it. Um, it was, but, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was a little difficult at, at the start just cause it's somebody you spend every day with. I mean, like imagine growing up and then all of a sudden you, you have to stay like half a year with, uh, with, with your best friend or something. Yeah. Do, that's interesting that you had, that kind of reaction too. like, do you think the moving away part and the transition essentially happening at the same time? Like, was that almost like a padding for you? Like just, just because you were, it seems more consumed with the fact that you weren't going to get to, you know, be with your parent all the time. Yeah, I think it might've been, I mean, and also 
and once I sit back and think about it too, it also makes sense to move away at the same time, you know, starting as a new person in a new life, uh, far away from where you previously were in a small town where literally everyone knew you knew what car you drive and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it may have been, may have been also a, a bit of a bit of a padding, so to speak, like you said. Yeah. And your words, not mine, but you said small kind of redneck town. I mean, yeah. how, how, did this fly in that town? I mean, yeah. did, did people ever figure it out or, you know, learn about the transition and yeah. How, how does that go over in, in that community? Um, some of the, uh, some of the very close friends that I had that I knew that I could trust with uh, essentially a secret at the time, because like I said, it was something that I, I knew that my mom needed to do to, to be happy, but I, I didn't necessarily want to spend the rest of my senior year of high school uh, trying to explain it. So I, I only told a couple of my close friends. Um, uh, there are a handful of friends that uh, I've kept in touch with over the years that that know now. But at that time, it wasn't uh, I, it wasn't widely known. It was more of a oh, she moved away because, uh, you know, she met somebody and wasn't happy here or um, she moved away because of uh, she found a job or something like that. It wasn't, uh, it, I never came out uh, and told everybody what was going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, you know, after the transition happens, you know, what is that like? Is, is there, I'm, I'm assuming there's a period there where you're not really sure. I mean, I don't want to put any words in your mouth, but what was that? What was that like, um, that period, like, like right after the transition and now, uh, you know, the pronouns are changing and just, and I imagine physically too. Yeah. She is obviously a he now. Right. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a bit of a, not so much a shock at first, but just an adjustment period. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I was, uh, I was trying to find a way to call somebody I'd called for 17 years as my mom, trying to find a way to call them dad or, father just didn't seem right dad didn't seem right so i ended up with pop okay so, <laughs> um but uh it, yeah it, it was difficult at first the the change not so much um i even even then i knew it was the same person that i had grown up with it was the same person inside it was just a physical shell essentially that was changing to make that person a happier person mm -hmm. um i was I was there for the recovery, um, of the, of the breast removal. Um, I think I was there for the surgery. I don't remember that much. I know. I remember we had to, uh, take a, take a road trip, um, to get that done. And then it was also taking me back down to, uh, go back to school. It was during one of my, uh, school breaks. So it was, I, I remember that part of it, but I don't, uh, I don't remember the action. If, if I was actually there for the surgery or just showed up for the, the recovery portion of that. Yeah. Could you give us kind of a physical description too, I guess, of the mother that you grew up with for 17 years and then, you know, physically what now your father looked like, you know, post, post transition and, you know, the person that you know now. Um, yeah, it was um, my my mother as I remember her. Uh, we don't have a lot of pictures because we didn't we didn't keep a lot of them afterwards uh, for obvious reasons. 
but uh, I do have a scrapbook somewhere with some pictures and a photo album. But uh, it was she was uh, had had dark hair, uh, thick hair, and uh, like I said uh, previously, uh, large chested. And um, the, the face I feel like was a little bit softer, a little bit more feminine. I'm trying to think back to a, a picture that sticks out. But uh, other than that, it, um, not super thin, not super heavy, uh, somewhere in between. Uh, and now it's kind of the same way, obviously, minus minus the large chestedness. Um, but now there's uh, the it's more ma- a little bit more masculine features. The, the hair is uh, thinning. Uh, if he listens to the show, he's going to kick my ass if I say balding. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and and body body type is is pretty much the same. Um, little little in between, not not heavy, not really thin. So, F- facial hair or no? Uh, yeah, he typically has a, a goatee, if not a beard. Okay. Or or at least a handlebar mustache. I don't know if he's trying to go back to the redneck roots sometimes. <laughs> the handlebars. Handlebars are sick. They're I coming like back. I at think. some point, I'm gonna have handlebars <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for I just, sure. you just gotta do it. Hulk yeah. Hogan a little bit. I'm like showing up to my <laughs> wedding with that. There you go. Yeah, you'll get killed for uh, that. Yeah. Right. It's better to ask for, uh, forgiveness than permission. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, that's actually a great uh, transition into this question like i guess did you ever talk to your dad about the decision like from their perspective like having a son and knowing that such a huge decision on their part obviously could affect you you know it could affect your childhood could affect your relationships with other people it could it could affect a lot of things but obviously this is something that you know your dad knew they wanted and and needed um did you ever have a conversation about that like i just imagine that's such a big decision for someone to make knowing that it's going to affect other people or in this case you right um afterwards not not to not to my recollection that we've had that kind of a conversation it's never even crossed my mind to, to ask him um i mean i remember he asked me at first before like I said, before the transition was done, we had a conversation about that. And um, he explained that this was, well, I, I guess using the proper pronouns for the time, she explained that this was something that uh, would make her happy and that this was something that she always felt was right in, in her body. But uh, I, I never I never fought that. I just, you know, um, you, you want your loved ones to be happy in their own skin. And I never, never once have, have questioned the, uh, the decision, uh, afterwards. I I have, we haven't had that conversation. Well, like so many of our guests, you seem wise beyond your years. (laughs) I mean, we might have that conversation now that you've mentioned it, but. (laughs) Well, yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. I'm also, uh. You know, because I'm also, like I said, I'm blown away by the fact that you're like 15, 16 years old and you're like, yeah, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Like, I get it because a lot of people, especially people, you know, older people, they're just like either totally against it or they don't understand. And it's just like a crazy concept to them. Uh, So for you to do that is is remarkable. So, you know, but that's just you. Is there anyone else, uh, you know, in your family or, you know, whatever in your immediate family that 
maybe wasn't as understanding or was everyone just kind of like, Hey, we just want you to be happy. Do your thing. Uh, absolutely. The, um, I've got a aunt and uncle, like I said, they've made the joke about, uh, do you pay by the inch, but, uh, they've, they're, um, they've been really cool with it. They've, uh, started calling him by his, his new name. Um, uh, even right after the transition, there was not even a thought about it from them. Um, but my, my grandparents, they were, they were super religious. A couple of, uh, my, my dad's brothers are very, very religious and they, they didn't, they, they refused to accept it. Um, even showing up, uh, with, uh, no breasts anymore and facial hair, they refused to call him by his new name and they always called him by his, his birth name. Hmm. Um, and they just, they, they refused to, uh, accept it, refused to, I guess you would say conform to it. Right. And that's still to this day. Um, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, so, when I was with my ex-wife, one of my uncles found out that we were having a child. And um, apparently one of them said to my uncle, who's fine with it, said, oh, was on the phone with him. was like, oh, so, I, uh, so, so he's, having, he's having a kid. They're like, yeah, I, I, I heard about that too. And they were like, oh, well, uh, what, what's that kid going to call its grandparent? Is it, is it going to be uh, grandpa or grandma? So, so they're, they're still kind of, they're still like that. It's, um, it, it, it doesn't seem as though it's changed. Um, unfortunately my grandparents have passed away. So, but, uh, my two of my uncles still seem like they're kind of in the same boat on it. Do you talk to them about that um, at all? Or do you kind of stay out of it? I, I kind of stay out of it. it. It was one of those situations where, um, they've, I mean, as much as it uh, pains me to say it, because they're still family, and I'd still love to see them, um, that part of the family uh, do- hasn't really tried to reach out, hasn't tried to uh, make any contact with me. So I'm, I'm like, okay, well, I, I, I don't, I don't know why I'm gonna try to extend the olive branch when I've done nothing wrong, and uh, and and let you guys kind of sit back and feel like I'm almost apologizing or coming to you looking mm-hmm. for peace. So. Are you ever surprised by how mature you've handled all of this and, and how well you've taken it and kind of a, adapted to such a change? Um, in a way, yes. And in a way, no. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's my life. Uh, you, you live it day by day. You do what you got to do to get through. And it's, um, on the other hand, looking back, it's, it, it has been a massive change. So it's, it's kind of a, uh, big picture versus small picture kind of, kind of thought it's hmm. like right now. And it's, it's my dad and, uh, people, some people who don't, don't know will ask me, um, they don't usually ask right away, but after a while they, they start, to start to think about it. And after I get to know them a little more, they're like, so you always talk about your dad. Uh, where's your mom? You never talk about your mom. That's like, so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's she's not far away. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you, do you tell a lot of people eventually? No. Um, honestly, the only people that I've told have been the uh, people I've been in serious relationships since moving up here, mm-hmm. and that's it's not to tell them to to freak them out or to uh, to give away his quote unquote secret or anything like that. It's just. Um, 
in the in the spirit of honesty and openness in a relationship. Hmm. Is he very open about it as well? Um, there are some. Uh, so he's he's now married to the woman that he met online, nice. and so she has she has three kids. So I uh, I grew up an only child and essentially adopted three siblings uh, at the age of eighteen. Hmm. But uh, uh, they're all older than me. They they kind of figured it out and asked questions about it. So he wasn't he wasn't gonna lie to him. He he told him, yeah, I I I used to be a woman and now I'm not. Uh, if that changes how you think about me, I'm sorry to hear that. And all of them have accepted it. Um, but he doesn't he doesn't tell a lot of people if uh, if if somebody asks him that's close to him, I think he would tell him. But if somebody excuse me, uh, if somebody um, that he doesn't know mentioned something, he probably wouldn't. Um, he'd probably just pull out his ID and say, uh, no, it, it, it's a, it says male, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think a ton of people know. Um, I think it's mostly just, uh, a, a few family members who have questioned it. He wanted to be honest with. Yeah. And I, I would just imagine going through everything that it takes to make that transition and getting to that point. It's, you know, you, it's, it's not like a party trick. It's not something that you know, you want to be the focus of your life. You've, you know, you finally, you've, you've made the change for what you want to be. So. Right. Yeah. You, you've made the change. You've, you've started a new life essentially mm-hmm. as, as, as a new person, but the same person, if that makes any sense. And so, um, yeah, you don't want to just go around and be like, Hey, guess what? I used to be something else. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I also don't think like, you know, when you when you make a transition, like a lot of the time, you cannot even tell at all. So there'd be no reason to even ask. You right. Know? It would be like me asking you, Greg. Like, why would I ask you that? It would make no like. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> has Has he ever run into, I guess, any issues? Or I know, you know, transgendered rights, uh, always still a hot topic. There's the bathroom debate and and things like that. Like any personal experience that he's had with that uh to my knowledge the only one was when he had gone to court to get his name legally changed mm-hmm. um it was after the uh the the breast removal and uh had already started the testosterone therapy and everything so there were there were starting to be some changes and when he went before the judge the judge said uh well why why are we changing your name and he said well i've I, i've transitioned and the judge said from what to what and he he said from female to male he's like well when is this taking place like, it already has mm-hmm. and the judge finally looked up and was like oh okay and then stamped the paper or whatever he did i wasn't mm-hmm. there for it but yeah that's that's the only one to my knowledge um and uh for the on the road trip after the breast removal i do remember one specific scenario that was uh we had stopped uh, to fill up on gas, use the bathroom, get some snacks. And he was coming out of the door and obviously his whole chest is sewn up. He's got drainage tubes and stuff like that. So he can't really move his arms very well. And he goes to reach for the door and uh, the, the attendant uh, at behind the counter said, Oh, sorry, ma'am. It's uh, it's push. And my now stepmom looked at the attendant and said, uh, it's sir. Hmm. So those those are the only two instances that I that I can that I know of offhand. 
So you said drainage tubes and like what, what goes into <laughs> the surgeries and, and how long is this process? Um, I'm honestly not sure what all goes into it. I mean, as, as we know from biology, breasts are essentially just fatty tissue and mammary glands and things like that. But so they've got to, they've got to take that out. Um, it's essentially from what I understand, I haven't really looked it up, but essentially the, the long and short of it is it's essentially liposuction and then taking the excess skin and cutting it down to size and trying to sew the nipples back on into, into proper placement. And then the drainage tubes are just to help prevent infection and things like that. Got it. Well, yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. Of course. I mean, obviously, um, or it comes out of that. Or, <laughs> uh, um, <coughs> wow. I'm just kind of trying to take all this in. I don't even know what to ask you right now, to be honest with you. Well, what's your relationship with your dad like now? Uh, we're still really close. Um, I, I uh, called him earlier today, talked to him. Um, I haven't, I haven't talked to him in a little while just because my stepmom has been in the hospital. So, but we've been, we we're in touch with text. You typically, at least once a week, we typically uh, call each other um, about once a week or so. Any, any time that, uh, that we think about it. Um, he, he works uh, first shift and I work a varying shift. So it, mine can either be first shift or second shift. And, uh, and, I get down there and see him whenever I can, but, uh, but yeah, we, we're still, we're still really close. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And how long did it take you to get used to, I think you, you mentioned calling him pop and you know, the pronouns and everything like at, at this point, it's just second nature now. Yeah. At this point it's second nature. It was actually a little more difficult in the conversation to, to mention my mom or say her, when when thinking back on memories because it's it's kind of almost like you restructure your memories to uh to think when you're talking to people who don't know to think of this person as, who used to be that mm. you knew for 17 years as a woman to to think about them as a man when you're talking to somebody so there have been times where i'll, I'll be talking uh or I, or I used to be talking to somebody and i would be like oh yeah when uh me and my dad went out the other day she uh, he um said this so um now now it's second nature at the beginning it, it was a little tough to almost like i said restructure your memories yeah and and like you said it's almost having a conversation like this that's more difficult because you're kind of jumping right. back into the past and saying mother probably for the first time in a while yeah absolutely it's it's one of those things where um at this point he's been a, a man for more of my life than he's been a woman mm -hmm. so so it's it's one of those things where it's uh it, it's it's tough to think about the the other side of that yeah right now i i don't know if you'll have an answer to this but do you think growing up without a dad originally do you think that made that transition easier or more difficult like like all of a sudden having a dad in your life when you didn't prior, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand. Um, it, I, I can see that, um, that, that might've made it easier, maybe subconsciously, but growing up, uh, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. So mm. it was almost like my, uh, my grandfather was kind of my dad when I was growing up a little bit. So 
um, maybe, maybe that was part of it too. Cause, um, I was always my grandfather's shadow when I was with them. And my dad was always my grandfather's shadow when he was growing up too. So that, that could have been part of it too. He picked up some of his traits and things like that, that it, uh, it, it just felt almost like second nature. Yeah. Cause it kind of, it kind of seems like it was a very seamless sort of transition, even from, you know, the actual transition and then sort of, you know, that period of time where you have to get used to everything. It just seems like it all just went very well. And, you know, it's, it's good to hear. Yeah. It, uh, it, it seems as though it has, I, I haven't, uh, witnessed any ill effects from it. it. The, like I said, the hardest part for me was the, um, the, the pronoun change and trying to find something to call them that didn't seem forced or fake. So a lot of times, uh, when I was uh, when I would call, start calling him Pop, I would throw on a thick Southern accent. Like, hey, Pop, what are you, what are you doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> Just almost making it seem joking, so that way it would kind of seem seem natural, uh, start to seem natural for for me, and it has. Right. You still call him Pop? I do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> do you, do you feel like? like you I don't know almost got the best of both worlds in the sense that like if you didn't have kind of father-son moments like do you feel like you have those now oh like like things you can only you know you only do with your dad yeah absolutely um my uh like when I when I uh first moved up here it was I, I didn't know anybody so him and I would hang out and uh so my, my stepmom doesn't drink. One of my exes didn't drink. So every once in a while, he'd be like, Hey, you, uh, you want to go out to the bar? All right. Yeah. Let's go have a drink. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Just crush some beers with your dad. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It, it, it it was, uh, it was one of those things you never even, I never even thought would happen. Right. I guess. (laughs) But, but, uh, but parents find a way, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. That is oh true. Oh my god. Honestly, <laughs> and, and I mean Joe just said it just how smooth, you know, everything yeah. kind of seemed. But I think that's just a testament to you and like Yeah, you're just like, like it's just, there was no talk about like it's yeah, like cool. go with the flow mentality and you know, I, I don't know if this is just kind of like your approach and, you know, philosophy that you have, you know, in in everyday life, but yeah, just see I think you said before like there there's just the bigger picture out there and it, and you're just not going to try to stop things from happening, you know, that are happening or maybe out of your control. And then like you said, why would you want to stop it? This is making someone you love happier. Um, but yeah, just seriously talk about go with the flow. You're, you're like the epitome of that. Yeah. I've all, I've always kind of been like that. Um, some people call it procrastination, but, uh, but I, I just, you, you can't look at tomorrow because you you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow so um, it's it's kind of a small picture turns into a big picture kind of kind of deal um you you try to look at the big picture but ultimately that's uh that's probably going to get fucked up somewhere along the line so you've got to look at the small picture of today and and not not old grudges i mean it's uh like like I said, I was angry at first because my only parent was was moving away for a little while. So that was that was my small picture. You know, I I attribute it to teenage angst. Now mm-hmm. it was just uh, 
like, oh, someone's being taken away from me. But but now I look at it as, you know, somebody moved away from me for a little bit. And now now I'm back with them and uh, things between us are, are possibly better than they were before. No, totally. And as someone who I think thinks into the future too much sometimes and forgets about the present, it's uh, it's good to hear. It's, you know, it's, it's a refreshing point of view. Yeah, I mean, you got you got like I said, you got to look at the small picture, but you can't lose focus of the big picture either. All right, I like it. I like it. Cool. This uh, guy's full of gems. <laughs> the jokes too are <laughs> definitely on point. Man, parent, uh, parents always find a way. That one, that one, that'll go down in history. Um, it, you should like you should get your dad a T-shirt that says that for Christmas or something. <laughs> yeah. His birthday. I didn't know where you were going with that. I was thinking maybe a ball and glove. A ball and glove. <laughs> Come on, these are pre-written. You definitely wrote <laughs> these down before. Uh, is there any anything we didn't ask, anything we didn't touch on that uh, you would want to talk about before we wrap up? Uh, nothing that I can think of. I uh, I think that you guys covered it all. But uh, if you if you think of anything that you want to ask, feel free to reach out. No, totally. And um, yeah, I mean, we we discussed it before. We uh, you know maybe we'll we'll get on the phone with your dad one day, and that could be a future episode. Yeah, definitely see the the other point of view as well yeah yeah definitely uh, i talked to him uh earlier on tonight and he said he would be- definitely be on board with that very awesome. cool and good to know so yeah. so maybe in the future we'll give him a call and yeah. uh, see what's up over there but we really appreciate you taking the time and talking to us it was really fun talking to you man yeah no problem i appreciate you guys uh having me on and uh and and the flexibility for the for the 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 schedule <laughs> Totally. That's uh, that's what we do. When when we see someone like you reach out with a story like this, we uh, we make it happen because you know just just to be able to talk so openly about these things, uh, you know, it's amazing. It's it's what makes this show this show. So we definitely appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Love the show. Listen to probably every episode. So nice. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Right. Have a you? good one. Have a good night. You too. Before we get to our final thoughts, let's get to our other sponsors for today's show. Uh, the first one being Audible. Uh, Audible is, uh, you know, a company where they have a bunch of audiobooks and titles that you can listen to. Um, so you could do it when you're on the way to the gym or, you know, you're going for a run, which actually I have a buddy who told me that he listens to audiobooks when he runs. I like doing that too. So I adapted that and I started listening to audiobooks when I run. So I'm trying to be smarter. You look smarter. All right. right. Now you're trying to be nice. Um, But yeah, with Audible, they have, uh, you know, a bunch of titles. They have tons of stuff. They have bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, like, you know, whatever you need, Audible's got it. Also, with the convenient app, you can, you know, access Audible at any time. Uh, So it's right on your smartphone or whatever device, uh, you know, at the gym, commuting, whatever you need. Uh, it's, it's, It's on the go. Uh, it also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you can keep forever even if you cancel. Um, so that's great. And it's like can, a digital bookshelf. Basically. That's kind of, yeah. It's a, a library in your hand. Um, you can start listening with a 30-day Audible trial, and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals uh, are free. You could visit audible.com slash OPL or text OPL to 500-500. Also, I know you just picked up a new uh, Audible book. I did. I've been crushing audiobooks uh, since I got this free trial. So I just picked up Creativity Inc. 
overcoming the unseen forces that stand in the way of true inspiration. Awesome so far. It's by Ed Catmull. He's the president and co-founder of Pixar. Oh. So this is kind of your inside look at Ooh. Pixar. Who doesn't like Pixar? No, first I know. I'm worried about you if you don't like Pixar. Exactly. Yeah. So highly, highly recommended. Nice. Uh, again, just to you could start your 30-day trial uh, with Audible, and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. You visit audible.com/opl or text opl to 500-500. Our next sponsor is Upstart. So. Guys, applying for a loan is a lot like applying for a job that you don't get to interview for. So think about how unfair that would be. And instead, loan companies make their decisions based off your credit score, your history, without really getting to know you know, the whole you. So now, thanks to upstart.com, it never has to be that way again. And Upstart is truly revolutionizing the way you borrow money by rewarding you for your job experience and education in the form of a smarter interest rate. Uh, you know, starting out um, our business, our startup wing, the phone company, there were some times early on where getting some uh, getting some capital quick, getting, you know, taking out a little loan uh, could have helped. Maybe didn't need to take out a credit card. Or, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, wish... Uh, yeah, wish I knew about Upstart then, but we're all good now. Don't worry, guys. Uh, but unlike traditional credit underwriting, uh, which is biased against people with a short credit history, Upstart goes beyond just your FICO score when they uh, assess your credit worthiness. So they're a technology lending platform. So they, they help people get personal loans. They've created an updated credit model uh, that is different than the traditional banking system. So they look at your education, they look at other factors, not just the credit score, and they are able to provide lower interest rates. And a lot of people go to them for credit card consolidation too. So if you have uh, you know, a high interest credit card that you're paying off and you have debt towards that, you can free yourself from that burden by consolidating everything into one uh, monthly payment with Upstart. And over 100,000 people have used Upstart to pay off their credit cards, their student loans, to fund their wedding, uh, maybe make a large purchase. So if there's anything kind of coming up in your future uh, where you might need a loan, if you do have this debt that you want to consolidate, definitely check out Upstart. They, they really are revolutionizing this, this entire process. And see why they're ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and go to upstart.com slash OPL, and you can find out how low your upstart rate is. And checking your rate only takes two minutes. It will not affect your credit score at all. So definitely go check that out. It is upstart.com slash OPL. Well, this guy what a guy. flows like a river. Yeah, he does. Even the interview was like smooth as... Fucking hell. Yeah, like thanks for making that easy, man. That yeah. was, <laughs> it was like a tight episode. It was like forty three. Yeah. But it's a happy story. And it's yeah. simple. Like it, it's Wait, something we on. build up. Before we even talk about this in like the general sense, what? the fact that like a fifteen year old just has the maturity or whatever whatever you want to say to their parent, like, hey, I'm gonna transition from a woman to a man and he's like, Yeah, cool. All right. Yeah. And you're like, what? I'm just mad that you're moving away, but yeah. whatever, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, it's that's that's just 
that's just that's just wild, man. I mean, and, and it's, I mean, obviously it makes sense, but it, it it's just rare. I would think it's rare mm-hmm. from what you've seen from people reacting to, you know, people transitioning and how people feel about it, and for him to just be like, yeah, cool, all right. It just just to put it in the category of like, do what makes you happy. You know, so so many people say like, I support this person I love. I just want them to be happy, but that's easier said than done, obviously, because, you know, if your mom comes to you and say, Hey, what's really going to make me happy is becoming a man. Right. Like that'll really test uh, the limits of, I want you to be happy. You see people like getting upset that people they don't know, never met, never will meet are transitioning. Like now imagine your parent is doing it and he's just cool with it. It's just like, that speaks volumes about this guy. Yeah. You know? So that, that was really cool to hear. And it's also just amazing that, you know, everything seemed to kind of work out as, you know, not 100% smoothly, obviously, but like it, it, it's a great story, I guess. It really <laughs> is. No, it's, it's a really happy story. Yeah. It's like, uh, and it's also just like, like I said in the beginning of this episode, it's very refreshing to hear like this perspective on it and you know, what a perspective as well, because I, you know, you would think at 15 there would be some pushback or some confusion or something, yeah. but just to just uh you know just be like nah yeah whatever makes you happy well i love i love that it didn't fit the stereotype we probably thought it was going to fit yeah i thought it was going to get like which is this a, was hard and ugly. now i'm accepting yeah, right. but it's yeah it's really cool to hear just such like a genuine perspective of yeah i'm cool with this yeah like i'm going to go with the flow i'm going to live in the present there's things i can't change it's not going to bother me because it's making this person happy and then you know at the same time like just to I mean, I know I'm lucky. I say it all the time. Like, I know you've said it too. To even just have one parent, you know, that's there for you. Right. That loves you, that you get along with. That's like, not everyone has that, obviously. And, you know, to to keep that relationship up and, and know how important that is. And, you know, he, he truly wants his dad to be happy. Yeah. And now, you know, he said they could be closer than ever now. So... Yeah, do you? I mean, do you think you would react in a similar way? I guess it's tough because we're older it's now. It's tough to re- rewind time. It and is. Be like, I also, uh, I don't know. I don't know because from what he said, he's older than I am, and I'm thinking of it being a, a, in a. I'm, I'm thinking of it, me back when I was 15. I probably didn't even know this existed, to be honest with you. Yeah. But he's older than me. So, but I doubt he did. Yeah, well, that's exactly. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. It was even an, uh, an, an older time, mm. you know. So for Olden me, I would, I would be like, I don't even know. I would be, I would be so confused. I think, and I don't think I would have had the maturity to just be immediately like, yeah, whatever makes you happy. You know, eventually you work up to that point. Mm. But I feel like I'm, a, I'm a kid. Like I need some understanding here. But I, I don't think I really knew. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's definitely hard to <laughs> try to go back in time in that way but like you said like i don't know if i would have that maturity or or just like understanding i i would think i I would have a you know a a grace period where i was kind of like in limbo just kind of like trying to figure it out trying to wrap your head around it yeah because it you know it's not an easy thing for especially a young person to kind of understand immediately off the bat and be like okay cool yeah Mm. you know maybe it's a little easier now there's way more awareness there's way more conversations about it so it's like easier but back then like i said i had no idea that existed yeah especially when you're at an age like he was where you're depending on your parents so much right this person is like your rock essentially this Mm -hmm. is like the center of your you survive because your parent 
or parents take care (laughs) of you. So, wow. Yeah. Just really, really cool approach. Really cool perspective. I'm happy. Yeah. We got to end this season with a banger, a banger on a happy note. Yeah. I I think a lot of people can, you know, take, take his approach and mindset into a lot of different situations. Yeah. That, that, uh, little, I don't want to call it a rant because that's like a, a rant. has negative connotation. It's a little nugget. A little, a little yeah. Gem. The gem he had at the end there was was amazing, and I think that like you know a lot of people should adapt that because clearly this dude means what he says. If you know, now being much older than he was at the time, and even at the time when something like that happens, that's exactly how he felt. Yeah. You know, so just to kind of adapt that mentality, I think his would, his actions know, are matching up to his words. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I'm looking forward to, to giving you guys more episodes of other people's lives. This season was very cool. I think one of the better ones we've done as well. I think we're only getting better with time. I hope so, man. We're trying. Yeah. I think we're... I do yeah. think we've come a long way since season one. I think so. I just... I mean, with growth, we get to connect with so many cool people. Right. And people reaching out. It's cool now. I think for the first time ever this season, we we had a moment where we were like... Uh, oh, when we were speaking to the prison guard and we said, well, if anyone out there has been a prisoner, we'd want to speak to you too. Next day after that episode came Got out, it. boom, inbox filled with, uh, you know, ex-cons willing to talk, which is awesome. Like just yeah. to, to know how many people and how many different kinds of people are listening and, you know, not, not trying to get emotional here. But like we were saying in the beginning, like there, there's really a community around this. Yeah. And our episodes are so different. And, and that's what we aim for is, you know, every week you don't know what you're getting. It, it's going to be someone completely different from the last person that we spoke to. And I really feel like our listeners mirror what our episodes are. It's just people from all over with different lives, different backgrounds. Uh, and it's awesome. Awesome connecting with you guys. So here, thank, thank you to you guys. Yeah, for, for sure. Thank you. Thank you everyone for spreading the word. And you know, this show like means a lot to us. And I know it actually means a lot to a lot of people who have reached out and told us that as well. So, you know, the word of mouth is really, you know, doing wonders for us. Also, uh, you know, we always reiterate this at the end of seasons, like even though we're taking time off, definitely take this time to send us emails. If you have, uh, you know, an idea for a show that, or you think that you can, you know, bring something to the show personally, then definitely shoot us an email. We're going to be going through them and vetting them like crazy over the next, however much time. Not yep. going to reveal that yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just because we're not re- uh, putting out episodes does not mean we're not working on it. Um, so definitely hit us up and let us know what's up. Uh, you can go to OPLshow.com slash contact. There's a form there. Fill it out. We'll get back to you. Yes, and uh, the Instagram is new this season, another yes. little milestone. Um, so you can follow that at OPL Podcast. Uh, always throw up some videos, audio clips, um, photos from kind of like behind the scenes or, or photos that our guests you know might share with us. So definitely check that out. Shoot us a DM also if you have a story. So plenty of ways to get in touch with us, and we're not going anywhere. Yeah, and uh, that is all. We'll see you guys next season.